live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 16, the show that enjoys the occasional lorgasm. Or more than occasional. It's it's fine. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 or 4 topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that gets overly excited about bits of lore and I'm joined by the one who gets to deal with my freak out DMs about the lore and then turns around and makes actual tinfoil hats. Jin. Hats. Multiple. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> there will be pictures you'll see. He, he has created a tinfoil hat. Two tinfoil Two, hats. Well, you know, you get a big one and a small one because, you know, you never know what kind of size you need. You know, you're never sure. True. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're small tinfoil hats because they're small theories and sometimes they're bigger theories and deserves a bigger tinfoil hat. It's true. Although this hat kind of like, you know, this reminds me of like the hands made tail, the way I got like the big. A little bit. It needs like a little, like it needs to go backwards a little bit, but it does kind of look like that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. That's what it was looking like to me when I was staring at myself (laughs) in this camera here. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. (laughs) Well, beyond making it tinfoil hats, dear Jen, what have you been up to? I don't know, like in game, I was really, really excited thinking that, oh, we're going to get AOTC, but no, no, it didn't happen because, you know, when we started off the night, when because we, we're fighting, that we're progressing against uh, Sire Denathris, and we started the night, and one of the first pulls, we got him to the third phase. We're like, sweet. Ooh. And I'm thinking like, wow, we're totally going to get this. Turns out, no, that fight actually is very difficult, so... Uh, and the difficulty gets much harder at phase three, and I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so, <laughs> surprise! Yeah, Catalina wanted to make sure we are still looking for it. So, I mean, maybe by the time this episode comes out, maybe we'll get lucky. Fingers crossed. But as of right now, <laughs> at time of recording, no AOTC for the old Catalina wine mixer. But I mean, other than inside the game, no, I haven't really been doing much. Honestly, the thing I have been up to the most is. Uh, Lots of notes because I'm excited about uh, recording all about, you know, Wrath of the Lich King lore. I like that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite episodes to work on so far have been all Wrath of the Lich King era, especially the three before ICC and then ICC and Aldor, actually. Aldor as well. Aldor was fun. So I, I, I really get you. like that yeah. one. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Well, that's honestly all I've really been up to. Not a whole lot, but Allie, how have you been? What have you been up to? I... I'm taking a little, you know, two week break from my show, which has been a needed break. And so beyond just kind of spending a little extra family time, that kind of thing. Have my birthday. Yay! Ate cake. Ate more cake. <laughs> and then ate more cake. It's been lovely. I ate more cake tonight. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> let's see. I have taken my pally through the intro mall stuff, which I'm assuming in night one... Maybe nine one five. They're gonna just let you skip that. That would be nice. If it's could. time. Yeah. It's it's time. Uh, so she's ready to go to Bastion, but I think we're gonna do that one last. So my goal this week is to do more of the Necrolord camp- Necro campaign. I had every intention to do it this past weekend, 
and then ended up not doing it. <laughs> so that's okay. Like it was still like a lovely, lovely weekend. And I did a little bit of leveling on my rogue. Who's going to go Venthyr uh, with my husband, which was fun. We did, we're doing the actual like questing quest questing. We're not doing threads of fate. We're doing the, the original way. Oh, it's questing. Yeah. Yeah. The story. The story. <laughs> and uh, you know, so we got through we a ch- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so I got through a chunk of Bastion with her, which was not which was nice. And yeah, I didn't really do much on the DK. But we for raiding, we got Stonefist down again, which was good. I think it's two three? Two. Two kills now, I think, for Stonefist. I think it's two. One yeah. two. I think it's two. And then we managed to kill Stone Legion generals this past week. Nice. As you know, because I think I whispered to you about it. Yeah, you did. Really excited. And we so we did get a chance to stab Daddy D a couple times, but it yes, there is definitely a damage ramp up. Plus, it had been a while since we actually have done the Denathrius fight. Right. And so the first super pool or two was like shaking off the rust, learning new mechanics. We did finally, we did get to phase two. With, like, at least half our people alive. Roughly. <laughs> roughly. Once. <laughs> and then another time we got to phase two, except most people were dead. And by then it was like the end of the night, we are done anyway. So right. I think now that there is news about the 9.1 being on the PTR in a couple weeks, which was breaking news today, we're going to start kind of reevaluating what bosses people really truly need for gear. So we can maybe start saving lockouts and actually get AOTC before 9.1 drops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for 9.1. That'd be good. Yeah. Me too. Oh my gosh. Just miss so many, so many episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was about it. You know, I played some Overwatch and another random Steam game and just had a, had a nice, lovely few days. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was your birthday. Yeah. So yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> I did. It was great. And... My husband got his first shot today for the vaccine. Yay! Poor guy's pretty sore and tired and probably going to bed shortly here. But that feels good. We're making plans for when, you know, he's got a second one done. He will be... So after you know, your second dose, you're pretty as, you know, immune as you're going to be with, this, with the shots two weeks after. And that's about the time his birthday is. So we're planning like a, a breakfast movie date. Nice. That point. That sounds fun. so excited. Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. Honestly, we're still not going to go like crazy. <laughs> we're still being smart and stuff, but at least that. Yeah, that sounds pretty freaking awesome. I'm yeah. a little, I'm a tiny bit jealous, but that's just because I'm in the back of the line. <laughs> you get it soon. I know Colorado. I don't know how it's going to work, but Colorado, as a Friday, is going to open up to everyone. Yep, it's going to be a little bit longer for before California does that. We get a lot of people. <laughs> Well, we do like it's already really hard to find appointments. Yeah. Once they start opening up more and more and more. And now I'm really glad that my husband got it in because now they're opening up to everyone. Those places are going to be slammed. Yeah, for sure. Slammed. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Well, so what are, what, what are you drinking? Well, this is a little selection that you made. And I would have to say a good choice. I mean, we we were we got a little off because apparently I didn't pay attention when you said, "Hey, it's this cannabis thing," and I forgot the word tropical. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. I don't know if I actually put tropical in the DM. I just said cannabis. Go find it. Because yeah. I had forgotten that there were multiple flavors of it now. Yeah, I forgot that too. But I never do it. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so if, if in case you're curious, this is the Cannabis IPA series. That's apparently that's why there's more than one. It's a series. Yeah, for that. series. By the <laughs> Oscar Blues Brewery. Yeah. Here in Colorado. Yeah, it's very good. So I... Like I said, I approve, but I didn't get the tropical version. I just got the regular citrusy. Yeah, I got the tropical. I could have swore the first time I had this, it was just a hazy IPA. But I went to go look at the website and apparently that's coming in May. So I might be misremembering that. Or maybe it was gone for a while and it's coming back. I don't know. Either way, this is tasty and I enjoy it. I enjoy this too. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good, actually. I'm I'm kind of a big fan of it. I would would buy this again. Put it that way. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I have won. If you can say that you'll buy it, you buy it again. Yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah. It's really good. Well, I think that's all I can really say about what we're drinking. So we want to jump into the fabulous, wonderful, amazing, crazy emphasis on crazy topic that we're going to today. <laughs> yes, let's. All right. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you what you talking about? So this week we're going to do some speculations, as we like to do around here. But this is all thanks to, as as Jim puts on his tinfoil hat, <laughs> this is thanks to an email from a listener from Mud over there at Gratz, which is a great podcast about achievements you should go check out. But Mud emailed in saying, okay, Lord Nerds, I have a tinfoil hat theory. Jen's ready. I was working through Silver Pine Forest for the next episode of Gratz. And Warchief Garrosh was, he just put on both his hats, was talking to Safanis, which got me thinking. Kata's been out a lot longer than WoW before Kata. And now that Savanus is no longer there, the undead face extinction because there are no longer Valkyr serving Savanus. And it's been stated that the Forsaken decay over time and as they wage wars, they'll die out by attrition if they don't just, you know, fall apart existing. Except now we have a new leader of the Forsaken, Kali Menethil, who was raised by the Light, specifically with the help of Anaru. If she wants to keep raising Forsaken to contribute to Azeroth, she'll need to continue to raise Forsaken by using the Naru, you know, with, with the Light. But the more power that a Naru expands, the faster they shift into their Void Cycle. Could it be possible that we will be facing a Void Naru and whatever beastly monstrosities that it might bring to Azeroth, like Void Lords, perhaps a new old god, etc., due to the Forsaken maintaining their existence. Let me know what you think. So I finally figured out what Mud did there in the second thing of Forsaken there. It, I, I, I stared at that for a really long time. It's Forsaken light like Bud Light. Get it? It's oh, I get it now. Um, I was totally, because I, I just copy-pasted the email and then, you know, put it in italics right. and it was an email. But then I'm like, why is the light like this? What has Google Docs done to me? And I just now realized that Mud was being more creative than me. And so well done, Mud. Yeah. So for second light, you know, half the calories. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. Oh, my goodness. What do we think about this one? Um, I had to read this email a couple times. What, what about you? Yeah, I read, I read it a couple times and, and ha- did a little digging around because I don't know if the Valkyrie actually stops the Rings of Honest or just left with her. But you're right. Either way, the Forsaken are now back into their good old, you know, we're dying out. Yeah. Literally. 
<laughs> and that's a problem. That is true. One well, that needs to be addressed. So, as an alliance, there, there's, main, it's not much of a problem, but it's a problem. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's a problem. It's a problem. I know you're not worried, but it's a problem. So, we can look at how undead are created, right? So, we have, okay, typically, okay, Kelly and Menethil aside for a second here. We have the plague, but I don't know how the Forsaken would actually want more mindless zombies as part of their. Considering they're trying to convince people they're not mindless zombies, I don't think they want to add more that way. Yeah, but I mean, I mean Savannah's might want to, but hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, that okay, that makes sense. No, I don't think you'd want mindless zombies, but I'm just kind of like the only reason why I like hesitant to say they're just mindless zombies is weren't the Forsaken originally mindless zombies that somehow escaped from the grasp of the Lich King? That's true. I don't know. True. That's that's the only reason. I mean, it could work. But I don't know who's getting in line to be plagued. (laughs) Right. I mean, it may be. Maybe they can tweak the plague to make it so they're not mindless. I don't I don't I don't know. We'll have to see. Tweak the plague that it's like you can sprinkle it on a dead body and they come back. (laughs) Yeah, just just not not like not like a bombing of plague. Maybe just like a little like little teaspoon like. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Like an eyedropper. (laughs) Yep, there you go. See? Easy. Uh, we have the Valkyr. Um, but I, I think they actually love Savannah. I think they still do things for her, though. We don't really know. We haven't really seen them. We've seen the Moss Horn and whatnot, but not like Savannah's winged peeps. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe a 9 1. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely, I want to know more about that for sure, though. Um, and then there's Necromancy. And I do think there's still some powerful, like, low-name people of the necromancy type out there. And I can see that may being explored down the road as a possibility. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm maybe. like, I'm picturing like a Kel'Thuzad, but, you know, not in the, uh, in Maldraxxus. <laughs> he's, right. He's not a, in the he's, he's a little indisposed at the moment. So. <laughs> yes. So... I definitely don't think we're done with the old gods. And I do think we will have some void lord and light lord action down the road. And maybe we'll get more void Naru. But we've also seen in the past a void Naru being purified. It was in Warlords. Alternate Draenor did it. Alternate Draenor. Alternate Velen <laughs> did it on Alternate Draenor. Now that could be a threat that gets pulled on again down the road, especially if they do try to do Light Forsaken, but I, I don't, I don't know. I was under the impression that I, it was kind of a rare thing for a corpse to be raised by the light. Yeah. Which is why we don't see a bunch of light infused Forsaken walking around. Yeah, I think that, I think that's correct. I mean, that's when, when I remember reading Before the Storm, that is definitely the impression that I got that it was, because it wasn't just a Naru that did it. It was, it was Anduin, the Naru, and an undead Alonza's Fowl, all three of them working together to bring back just Kalia. Yep. So right. it wasn't like you cast mass res in a raid. It's it's a little more challenging than that. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think this was it. This was it. it. It doesn't seem like it's something that Callie could just start going boop, boop, and bring people back. I mean, I can see her doing it for like some really like high level important ones. You know, in terms of like maybe potential generals or whatever it may be. But I definitely don't think to for the for the sake of actual population of the Forsaken, I I don't know if I say that being a thing. 
No. See, I, I distinctly remember after finishing the book Before the Storm, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to get life, for, life Bound Forsaken or something. And now I'm thinking about I was too. <laughs> I think a lot of us were. Yeah, we're like, what's totally going to happen? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> no. And honestly, I'm glad it didn't now that I really think about it because it just seems like that would be a, a really weird cop out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, why I say cop out, but... It's just, I, I get it. I don't know. It just seems weird. It's like, hey, hey, Alliance, do you want dead people too? Here, you got, you got light bound ones and, you know, being led by Caliamenethil. If you want like the creepy undead, you go over to the horde. I don't know. It just seems, seems weird. And I'm glad they didn't implement that in the game. <laughs> well, I don't see the Navru being okay with that. Yeah. With being used to just res a whole bunch of Forsaken. Yeah, that's, that's true. That, that doesn't strike me as Navru thing. Because, I don't know, like like as Mud points out, maybe there's a reason they don't want to do it all the time because they probably know if they expend too much of their yeah. lightness, they will go void. Like there's a, uh, you know, they, it's a finite resource. It's not, it's not infinite to them, I suppose. That's how I would put it. And yeah. So I actually put a note down here. You did. Because, um, you know, you were mentioning how, you know, the Naru can eventually go... The, to a void state, a void state, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I was actually kind of wondering, I was like, do you think Callie could use up all her light <laughs> that she's been infused with? And maybe she has a void form? I don't know. I just think that would be it. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's her, like, Hulk Hulk version. You piss her off too much, she turns void. Yeah. I mean, Callie, a smash! She's like, I'm a shadow priest now. Pentacles to your face! <laughs> Tentacles to your face. Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, as of now, the Forsaken are back to having the problem of, you know, being a dying race. Fun intended and not intended all at the same time. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't know how they're going to resolve this issue. And and I don't think Callie is going to fix it. That's... No, because her, her whole shtick so far is... She wants them to find peace with who they are. She's not trying to make more of them. Well, I don't know if she wants to be the leader. Because you got Lillian Voss. Mm-hmm. Didn't she go to Kalia and say, you do it? And then wasn't Kalia like, no, you do it? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I believe Or am I remembering that wrong? No, I think that's actually what happened. But, I mean, and then we got the whole council. Yeah, they're kind of hanging out with each other. They're, they're kind of like buds or something. <laughs> so far from what I'm, I'm gathering. But... No, I, I think Lillian Voss is the official leader and Callie is just there. And I have no idea what that storyline is going to lead to. It just seemed like she kind of came out of nowhere and then nothing really happened. And a She lot got of, Derek Pramore hanging out with her. Yeah, and then a lot of like Horde players are really mad that she's hanging out with Lillian. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, I get it. She hasn't really done anything yet, but I don't get the anger. <laughs> yeah. I don't either, but that was definitely a loose thread that they left after BFA. And I'm like, okay, okay, bye. As you guys walk off in the distance on that and I want to hear a conversation, but I don't get to. Bye. <laughs> well, now she's hanging out with, um, what is it? We, you know, with Bul- Bulvar's, Bulvar's daughter, right? And she's just standing mm-hmm. there now and she's like, hey, I'm in the Shadowlands too. It's not my first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
So I don't know what she's up to. I don't know. Maybe she'll do something in nine one. I guess we'll see. But yeah, I really have no clue what's that. And I feel bad for you forsaken. But yeah, currently in the lore, you don't have a way to make more of you. So that's that's kind of as of yet. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Yes. But I, I don't have any speculation of how it's going to happen. But I definitely think we, you know, I, I definitely agree with uh, Allie that we, we may see some crazy Azeroth Void Lords. <laughs> I was I was trying to do some research on this to see if anyone had like wild ideas of how they were going to fix this problem. And I saw a couple jokes about her and Derek making little forsaken babies. Like, no, that's that's not that's not how any of this works. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not how this works. Now I'm just picturing that. That's terrible. No, I don't want that. Mm -mm. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) Well, instead of you picturing that, let's talk about our next little speculation here. Oh, since this guy, I need need the hatch for this one. (laughs) Right. So Mud sent us this email, and we're talking about how like this is a great thing to talk about, but it doesn't quite make up a whole episode. So we just kind of threw in some more speculations and it's just going to be a speculation show. It'll be great. So this next one is about Azeroth being a Void Lord. Bum, bum, bum. I don't get it, but let's let's <laughs> let's go <laughs> so, through the evidence. <laughs> and I've, I've heard people, you know, throwing this around here and there. And I wanted to really just get into the meat of it. So I actually found on Reddit, I think it was two years ago ish, a Redditor by the name of Fel Fury. And it was a really long, long, long informational post. I'm gonna, I tried to, you know, nutshell it a bit, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. So, <laughs> looking at the game, many things in this game are taken from various mythologies. This includes old gods coming from Lovecraftian lore and the outer gods. Well, one of those outer gods is Azathoth. Is that how you say that? Azathoth? I just almost said Azeroth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So Azathoth is the father of the old ones who lays sleeping but will awaken. And it's the center of the universe and the sole survivor of a great war that raged before time. All kind of like how Azeroth is now. Center of the universe. You know, there's the worth of bringing Legion and all this whatever. So So there's that parallel there. So this theory speculates that Void Lords are born the same way as Titans, that they're basically hatched world souls, as I call them. Sargeras, hell-bent on destroying old gods and the universe because they're trying to devour the universe, so he just wants no one to have the universe. He discovers a sleeping Void Lord of Azeroth in this theory and wants to destroy it. So the old gods were a product of Azeroth. Void Lord Manus nightmares in this theory. And Sargeras learned from the Nathrezim that the old gods were corrupting Titan souls. But we also know that the Nathrezim can't always be trusted. <laughs> so they may not have given him all the information. Meanwhile, Azeroth is just over there pretending to be a peaceful sleeping Titan soul to the rest of the Titans. And so basically ripping out Ysarge was ripping out a piece of Void Lord Azeroth. And, you know, it's a bleeding wound because that old god wasn't just attached to Azeroth. It's actually like comes from Azeroth, a limb, if you will. So the Well of Eternity that happened because of, you know, the ripping of Usarge 
that had arcane energy. And arcane is more associated with the void than the light. So that's another reason why. Then Void Lord Azroth manipulated the Titans by calling them for help when Sargeras was attacking. But it wasn't against the Void. It was against Sargeras. She didn't want them to come take out the Void creatures on her because they, they are her. It, whatever. But she wanted them to come and take out Sargeras. So she got the Titans and Sargeras fighting each other, knocking them both out of commission. And the blood of the Void Lord Azeroth, you know, Azerite, makes us fight each other. Chaos ensues. This gave room for another growth of hers, another limb, Nazoth, to take us out. I'm going to just pause there for a second before I continue. <laughs> what are your thoughts so far? Okay. Um, so I think my thoughts so far is I'm following along, right? So it's making sense so far, but it, it doesn't mean I agree with it. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I, as, as I was sitting here thinking, I was about to just say, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, the what really kind of made me pause a little bit is it because one of the weird, one of the the quintessential elements of void is its color or kind of lack thereof, the purpleiness. Like we all, it's right. very obvious. It's either you're a weird bluish kind of purple void elf, or you are, you know, totally devoid. You're a void walker. All that you all kind of got the same color scheme. Azerite don't really look like that. So true. So that's a little golden glowy kind of substance. But the only thing that leads me to maybe there is a something to, to indicate that maybe she's not fully fine or whatever is, you know how it's the real color scheme for Azerite was always that kind of goldeny blue. It's kind of like a, the blue kind of mixed in. Yes. So that's a little voidy color. It's in the same palette area. And plus, if you think about the whole concept of the arcane energy, right. that's kind of bluish, purplish, mm-hmm. lighter colors. I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to allude to is that maybe there's a tiny hint of truth here. Yeah. I think the, you know, the, the the premise, the initial thing that it's saying is that Azeroth was this void lord thing. And, you know, I totally will have to give it to you that the name sounds very similar, but I think Chris Metzen probably just really liked the name. <laughs> it's entirely possible because that's kind of just how mythologies and lore and sci-fi and geekdom kind of works out. But in general. Yeah. So I don't think that he was taking the name and going like Azathoth. Cool. How about Azeroth? Yeah, I think that's about as far as he took it. He wasn't going like, okay, this character had these personality traits. So my character is also going to have these personality traits. Sure, you rip the name off, but you're not. You don't want to totally, you know, totally plagiarize the character and just change a couple letters. <laughs> so, I guess the and then the last thing is is with the old god corruption. Maybe there's a little thing that maybe it's letting us know by that color scheme where it's like the two mixing together that maybe the old gods really are having a lot of an influence. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go with that. Could be. Could be. So when we think old gods, sometimes we think of the lovely whispers of the old gods, which we've had fun diving into before. We have. So let's look at a couple of those here. What if the King of Diamonds has been made a pawn because Azeroth is a Void Lord? (laughs) Uh, It's possible. I don't believe so, but it's possible. 
It's improbable, but it's also possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. What if the heart of Azeroth is a literal crater, the wound, you know, and it's filled with old gods? (laughs) What if the heart of Azeroth is a little crater filled with old gods? Uh, is that's what is it? That is it. <laughs> her heart is a crater, and we have filled it. They filled it with old gods, or her limbs, or whatever. Is this crater, and they filled it with old gods? Uh, that's actually, I I think that's very, that's probably closer to reality. Like I can see that, or at least a old god, mm-hmm. an old god. Yep. Yeah, and we have filled it as like probably saying something like. You know, Nizoth has filled it because, I mean, that's who Ilganoth is working for. So, yeah, I could I could actually okay. see that one. Okay. Yeah. What if the hour of her third door, the hour of her third death ushers their coming and we have the sundering, the shattering and the giant sword being the three deaths? Uh, that feels that feels a little weak, but I mean, yeah, I'd buy it out of all of them. I think that one might be the weakest. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but I, I feel like that's silly. I was okay, like, okay. So what about the one where he says, you know, good old Ilgi there says he draws strength from the earth, our earth, our strength, meaning that Azeroth is Team Foy Lord. <laughs> our earth, our strength. I think that's more of a like, you know. The Void Lords showed up, or they sent their agents, the old gods, and they showed up with a flag, and they said, oh, we live here now. And they said, what are you talking about? We live here. And he's like, "He's like, but you have a flag? <laughs> <laughs> they said, no. And he said, no flag, no planet. <laughs> it's the rules I'm making up just now. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I don't, I, I mean... Again, I'll go back to the to the other one. I can see it, but it's a little weak. Yeah, it, I think I think overall this theory kind of stretches the lore a bit. But we also know that chronicles and some of the lore about old gods and whatnot is from the viewpoint of the Titans. You know, the unreliable narrator. So maybe there is something to this. I mean, maybe it would make sense that the Titans wouldn't want to. Either that they wouldn't know that she isn't the peaceful sleeping Titan soul, that she is actually a Void Lord, like they wouldn't know, or they know and they don't want to disguise that they were made, you know, fools, and or they want to disguise they were made fools, and so they're like, yeah, this is totally what happened, everyone. She's she's a she's a Titan soul. It's fine. <laughs> um, I I suppose that could be. I yeah maybe, but. I'm still going more of on the improbable. <laughs> right. So some of the, some of the comments of this thread, I, I should actually should pulled up for the show, but a couple of them called out the fact that, you know, the Chronicles talk about how the old gods, you know, came from like across the great dark beyond, like landed on Nazareth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of the, you know, the original poster was like, yes, the Chronicles say that, but really what happens is they just kind of like spurt it up from her. Just, <laughs> I mean that, that that felt like it was a bit of a cop out right there. <laughs> I suppose like maybe I would believe that a little bit more if we had zero evidence of other old gods on the planet and I'm not saying that we have really good evidence but it does say in Chronicle that 
you know, Sargeras, that was the planet that he chippy chopped, right? That's what he, he chopped in half. Yeah. It was because yeah. it was infested with old gods. Now, obviously, you can always pull, well, were you there? <laughs> but. Right. But I, be in the I room think, where it happened. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a Hamilton reference, everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched it. Yay! <laughs> it's a really good song. Now it's, now it's in my head. But yeah, Ha-ha. that's the joke of could you go there? I mean, yes, unreliable narrator, <laughs> but from the Titans perspective, that's what was happening. So I think that we can say, yeah, there's little gods on other planets. Uh, I really think they just, you know, cosmic boogers that were being thrown throughout the, the universe. Right. And that's what I've always thought, too. But what if Sargeras did his whole final thing with his sword and stuff and stabbed the planet because he found out that she's actually Void Lord. And maybe that's why he's so bent on destroying Azeroth. Mm, I mean, he's been bent on destroying Azeroth when he thought it was just Void Lord, or sorry, not Void Lords, uh, Old Gods, you know? True. Because, I mean, from what I understand, he has been bent on, you know, killing this planet because of the fear that if it became a void-infused titan, which it probably is slowly on the process of doing, that's what, you know, going back to my blue streaks in the blood. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm thinking that, you know, I yeah, that's what it was. Sargeras was just terrified that if it did become a void-corrupted titan, it would be enough to destroy the entire cosmos. You know, it's the one thing that they wouldn't be able to, you know, fight against, if you will. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's where, I mean, and again, you can always go back to unreliable narrator or maybe he's just lying to us because he was scared to tell us the truth or something. But no, I'm going to, I'm going to trust a uh, chronicle on this one that no, that's why he yeah. wanted to chop it in half. Yeah. I mean, cause ultimately if this is true and Azeroth is playing the entire longest game of them all, <laughs> we've talked about the long game that's in the Dread Lords play. No, no. Azeroth has them all beat. <laughs> I don't know if I can see Blizz going this route, though, but it's it's some interesting things to think about. I'll, I'll say that. Well, if they do that, I will say this is the retconniest retcon I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, no, no, listen, they were just an unreliable narrator. In reality, it was a void lord the whole time. And you're like... <laughs> Okay, Steve, uh, did you take your meds today? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Now, I, I can see the possibility of her being corrupted now because of all the old god influence. That I can totally see. But to be straight up Void Lord, maybe not so much. But what I'm curious about is if you've heard anything else about this theory, because, I, like I said, like I've heard various people throwing this around but no like substantial evidence to back it up until I actually t- sat down and read this post. So have you heard any of the theories or reasons as to why people think this? Uh, I've heard the theories, um, <clears throat> but I was always failing to believe any of it. So I don't think I remember any of it. That's that's fair enough. Yeah, because honestly, every single time I read a thread about this or someone spouting off on a Discord somewhere, I'm always just like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and turning the channel. Right, pretty much. It's like, 
This is a bunch of crap. Click. <laughs> don't log it away. Sorry. That's why I don't remember it, because I always thought it was crap to begin with. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm still, I could, I'm not saying that they're a void lord. No, all I'm saying is that I do believe that you've got plenty of evidence that, you know, Azeroth is void corrupted on its way, almost there kind of thing. Because, I mean, look at BFA. That was like half of what we were doing the entire time. Of it's like, ah, you're like in the heart chamber. That's one of the quests. The void is literally um, invading. So, that was a cool part of the quest, I have to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Azeroth has got some problems, but I don't think it started that way. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, I I, yeah. I also agree with myself. <laughs> I'm so glad you agree with yourself. So our next one we want to touch on. This one will probably be a little bit shorter. Everyone we rescued from Torghast is a Dreadlord. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want do you want to open up this one? Because you seemed like you were particularly eager to talk about this one. <laughs> sure. Okay, so if you've never heard this theory before, let's just say. Okay, we gotta start with here's the here's the main thing we gotta start with. Here, you ready? Go watch the King's Morn video, right? You're gonna watch the video where it's blue crystal. Okay, remember how Daddy D he takes a crystal and he puts it into the sword, right? Like blue crystals are. Jailer puts it into the sword. <laughs> okay. Daddy D's in a sword right now. He's busy. Oh, well, yeah, your Daddy D got me confused. That's true. But you're totally right. Thank you. <laughs> we'll touch on Daddy D later. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a sword. He didn't make a sword. Right. You're <laughs> correct. <laughs> no, the jailer, Daddy J. <laughs> He's the one who's got the blue crystal. Yeah. Okay. This is why I was getting the weird looks. Because I kept saying D instead of J. I understand. So, so anyway, Mr. Jailer himself. All right. There we go. He put the crystal in the, in the sword. Right. Or he instructed a minion to put it in the sword. Yes, I know. I mean, you want to get semantic. There you go. Okay. Now, what color is on all of the people that we rescued from Torghast? It's blue. Yeah, you can the find best blue them all. on all of them. And that's, there it is. That's, that's it. That's, yep. That's the entire theory in a nutshell. And this is why I went boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, Libby. Libby has come to talk about. She disagrees with this theory as well. <laughs> she like shows her paw into your face. <laughs> I disagree with this theory. Stop it. <laughs> so, I mean, just for sake of conversation with this speculation here, is the jailer using us to ferry his agents out of the Maw and into the rest of the Shadowlands? Yeah. It could or was, be. I mean, Dreadlords, Sire Denathrius, you know, Daddy D. Is, was that Daddy D's goal, maybe, that he worked out? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> It wouldn't be the first time that a Dreadlord has been in disguise for quite a while and fooled many, many people. Yep, it's true. Right, right, right. Now, I know for you, me personally, I have been thinking that Thrall isn't going to survive this expansion. I know there's some people who completely disagree with that theory. I still think that because they did the whole overview of Thrall during BlizzCon line, 
I am one of those people that I know Manny doesn't think this, but I'm one of those people that thinks that maybe this means we're seeing the end of Thrall. Yeah, they pulled the Thrall. This is your life. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, I mean, maybe Thrall's a dreadlord, but I don't, I don't think that Blizz would do him dirty like that. Because this is this Thrall we're talking about, like. Thrall. Yeah, I, I don't think they would do it that way either. Honestly, they, I don't know. They got so much reverence for the character that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they may do wrong by the player base based on their, their opinion on what happens, but I don't think they're going to say, and he's a Dreadlord. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but I can see the possibility of one of the others. I mean, Anuman's already busy with the Jailer, right? Right. It would be weird if he was a Dreadlord. And then subdued and taken over by the jailer. That, that, that gets awkward. So that leaves Jaina <laughs> and Bane. I mean, we had the whole, you know, Jaina's a dreadlord joke forever. Maybe Blizz was like, fine, you guys, F it. Have your theory. Jaina's a dreadlord. Are you happy now? I mean, maybe. Maybe they do that. Maybe. <laughs> but I do think that something is up because... Where the freak is Malganis? Mm. I've said this before and I will keep saying this. We saw him on the broken shore. We didn't see him after. We don't know where he is or what he's doing. And considering how everything went down Legion, I thought we'd see him again Legion, but we did not. Nope. So where is he and what is he up to? Could Malganis have taken over one of these leaders? Yeah, is Bane could. secretly Maga- is Jaina secretly Maganus now? Hmm. That'd be weird. That'd be super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's mostly weird because I don't know, they just spent so much time on tele- you know, catching us up with Jaina. Yeah. What she's been up to in BFA and I don't know, that'd be weird to just have her go out as, oh, by the way, she got taken out by a Dreadlord off screen, so sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't I don't want them to touch Bane. I may not be a horde player, but Bane is he's my he's, he's Bane. Like he just Yeah, he's my He buddy. needs to be protected. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's yeah. Kinda, yeah. He's kinda like Gammon. You want him to just make sure he's okay. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like every single time you, you run, you know, CJ Rogamar, you gotta save Gammon. Obviously. You have to. It's it's a requirement. Because Gammon will save us. I mean, come on. Yep. He will save us like, all. <laughs> that moment I said this on the show but I'll say it here too so my, my raid Phalanx and Odd over there in Dalaran they have this tradition and it happened I mean I've only been with them for maybe not even a full year yet but they've had this tradition forever that on the last pool of the night they all break out well most of them break out their gammon toy and drives a couple other people nuts. But all of a sudden, throughout their entire fight here, <laughs> taste my axe. Our <laughs> gammon will save us. And just all his lines going off over and over. And it's pretty funny. So part of me likes the thought of the twist that maybe one of them is a dreadlord now. Because sometimes I like little twists like that. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if I'd actually see it happening. I agree. I don't I don't see it happening. I don't know. I just the whole it's a dreadlords bit, I am perfectly fine when they use the I'm a dreadlord bit on lesser characters. 
You know, the characters that we haven't seen for a while, they're kind of off screen. It makes sense that a Dreadlord would take them out off screen. Right. You don't take a character like Jaina that's been with us since literally Warcraft 3 and, you know, escort her through the curtains and then she comes back out and you're like, oh, she looks different. She's a Dreadlord now, don't you know? Like, that'd be just silly. (laughs) That would be. That's true. Yeah, it's like you... She's literally one of the main characters of the entire storyline. And you're just going to say, no, Dreadlord, I totally disagree. And Bane, too, like Bane's like when I say, oh, lesser characters, he's not really a lesser character. Like when I say when I say lesser character, I mean, Satan Dathrohan. Right. Yeah. Remember remember that character? Yeah. No one does. (laughs) Exactly. Like Bane may not have has as much screen time as the other leaders, but he is still the freaking leader of the Tauren. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 But having said that, just to play devil's advocate here, because it's good to do out of speculations, we're about ready to get a whole bunch of new Dreadlord stuff with Corthia being brought into the picture and whatever is happening with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be time for there to be a main leader being turned into a Dreadlord. See, maybe. I feel like it would make sense. Like you could do that. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but all I'm saying is you got to really telegraph it, right? You would have to see the character's death at the hands of a dreadlord. And then, you know, they come back like one act later, right? So in nine, two, they come back and, you know, everyone except you, the player character is like, well, welcome back. And you're like, no, dreadlord, (laughs) you know, something like that. Like, I think they could pull it off if it was obvious to the player character. You know what I mean? Like, if you felt like, you know, or at the very least, you as the audience member looking, watching the, the story unfold, I think this would be really cool if they if they pulled it off with like, you know, like a Bane. I'm not, you know, sorry, no, I'm not, no hate to the Torn players out there or anything, but... <laughs> Nick's going to come after you? <laughs> I'm just saying, you could... You could have a Bane, you know, taken out by a Dreadlord, but we would need to, we would kind of need to know it would happen. You know what I mean? It just, it just feels like it would cheapen it if they did that with, if, if, if you, if it didn't happen on screen, you know what I mean? If it was just, oh yeah, they were in Torghast and then they came back. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason why they, someone is even going with this uh, whole you know, people that we rescued from Torghast as a Dreadlord is it you at least kind of got there a little bit. But all all that we I mean, they they got like halfway there. You know what I mean? They didn't. They, right. They, the characters weren't taken into Torghast by the hands of a Dreadlord. It was, they weren't taken in. You know, they weren't slain at the hands of a Dreadlord. It's just, oh, they're in Torghast now, but we've rescued them. And that just feels, you know, I, and I think the big, the big issue there is that you as the main character you know, you think it's fine, right? So you've rescued them and then they're good. But if I, I think it would be a better storytelling device if you knew they were a Dreadlord and like everyone else didn't. Right. So yeah, that's my ideas on everyone in Torghast is a Dreadlord. I think it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible theory. <laughs> or at the very least, I bad storytelling. <laughs> I agree. It would definitely be an interesting twist, but that's I don't I don't want them to do that. And I don't think they have. 
Now we're going to get to our final topic. Well, let, let me <laughs> let me start off by saying that when I originally started these show notes, I was looking on the internet for various theories and speculations because we talked about you know discussing many, and I found this one. So let me start off by saying can't take reference at all. I was watching a video from Akalon on YouTube who I actually really like his videos. This wasn't this one is entitled Alune the Broken Goddess. Was she once part of the Shadowlands? And then I proceeded to write a whole bunch of notes and then messaged Jin because I was freaking out about something I discovered by, you know, with listening to this. And then I promised him to actually trim these down because <laughs> it's a it's a really fun thing to talk about, but it's not necessarily worthy of a whole episode. But I had written like three fourths of an episode's worth of show notes on it because that's how excited I was. It's true. That's why we're saving this one for last. Best for last, as they say. <laughs> I copied all those notes, though, onto my own personal doc, so I have it around because I was very intrigued by this. This is where the lorgasm comes in, at least for me, because, yeah, I started these notes by this video, and it just, yeah. Let's just, let's just get into it. I could ramble for a bit, obviously, but... So, Faloon is the sister of the Winter Queen. Chances are she was a part of the Shadowlands at one point. They talked about each other being sisters and brothers and whatnot. Or maybe she was close to the jailer. Or maybe she disagreed with how the Shadowlands was set up. Either way, she's not part of the Shadowlands anymore. We don't know why. If, again, this is all speculation. Either way, she's not part of it. We know the Winter Queen doesn't really care about her. We know that in the past, Zalatath has called her an upstart goddess. And... And, and the voice line about her doesn't really seem to have much respect for her. Doesn't really care about her. All gods don't care about her. We also know that Alune is kind of torn between two parts. She wants to destroy, you know, the whole night warrior thing. But she also wants to heal. She's Alune. Moon, as we know, has a light side and a dark side. So maybe she's in touch with the light and the void. Or not. Either way... Maybe this is why she can never truly be a full-fledged, powerful god or, you know, goddess. She has those two sides constantly struggling with each other. Some also think this could be why we have two moons in Azeroth's sky. We do. <laughs> no, we I have do. like a million screenshots. Yeah, we do. And if you look at the good old cosmology chart that we always you know, like to refer to, there are two freaking moons right there. And I never stopped to consider, could those potentially represent a loon? <laughs> and then as for that, this isn't my notes, but well, it's in my original notes, but there's also a sun there and we don't know much about it, but the Torn do worship some kind of sun god. Yeah, I think it's Anu, I want to say. Whatever it is, we don't know a whole lot about it, but that, that, is, that is a thing that gets worshipped. So we have a sun god and a sun. We have two moons on the cosmology chart. Anshi. Sorry, it's Anshi. Sorry, Anshi. Anshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, got it from Wapedia. So, <laughs> Wapedia is like my hero. So, yeah. So there's two moons just right right there on the cosmology chart. Could it be a loon? Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. Now, Tyrande's drive before coming the Night Warrior was to heal. Now it's all about that vengeance, thanks to the power of the Night Warrior and thanks to, you know, Elune's impact on her and her life from 
pre and post Night Warrior ritual. And part of this whole speculation also goes into, could a loon be blind now? Because Taronda uses an artifact called Eye of a Loon in the Night Warrior ritual. And it actually gets destroyed in the process. And when you think about it, when Taronda uses the Night Warrior power, it brings an eclipse on the moon. Uh-huh. Covering the face of the goddess whose power she stole. Did she steal it, though? I don't know. I'm just going off of what Alkalon said. Is okay, sure, 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 sure. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, she asked for it. I don't know if she technically stole it. That's just what she, he said. I don't know. She didn't ask for it. She demanded. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But every time you see her after that ritual, apparently she has a debuff called the Power of the Night Warrior. And the icon is an eclipsed moon. Mm, I believe that. The moon, a loon, is eclipsed. Blinded. Can't see what is happening. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, honestly, if I was like, like if we want to play with this speculation, I could say play. that. Play away. At least in this instance, you could say that the eclipse moon represents the one eye that has been you know, kind of like Odin. You know, Odin right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, when it's eclipsed, it's almost like representing that illumin. Like, it's like, hey, come over here. That You're in front of my bad eye. Like, I can't see you. <laughs> maybe she has an eye patch now. And maybe that's going to connect to the infinite pirate dragon. We figured it out, folks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Infinite pirate, a loon, night warrior. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's what it is. A loon's got an eye patch now. We figured it out, folks. That'd be amazing. Pack it up. We're done. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So a little more on a loon here that I found interesting. In Tor- and I feel like I, I did this scenario as a night fae, but I feel like I need to do it again after reading this. Well, reading, hearing this. In Torghast, her health gets drained during the snare there. She stands still and there's like these, this crap, this like maw crap that explodes out of her. And every time it explodes, her health is greatly reduced. And she has a debuff. The debuff says, the power of a loon does damage and then heals for the same amount of damage it did as long as you control it. But Tron is low on health and it's not coming back anymore. So she's starting to lose control of the power. Is it leaving her? Either way, she's running out of time. I'm guessing. Yeah, I seriously like I haven't ran my hunter through this part. I'm going to have to really pay attention. Would you finally get the campaign done? (laughs) We talk about the engine. Dear Lord. (sighs) Gosh. You haven't finished it yet, so I had to go bug the other Jared about it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll work on that soon. Thank you. <laughs> I know you're excited about wrath and everything. I get it, but... <sighs> go kill some Drust. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'm going to be paying real close attention to uh, Tyrande's health bar, I suppose. Please. Yeah. And so her health bar... And any debuff she might have, or you know, buff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And read the flavor text. Wow. Okay. Sure. I'll take a look at this. This is, this is kind of right. wacky. <laughs> All right. Back to Loon. 
what if <laughs> what if the moon is in constant flux because a loon is always going back and forth between the light side and the dark side, you know, dark side of the moon. Could a loon be broken now after all of this? I don't know. I feel like they're just really into Pink Floyd. <laughs> That's a really good album. <laughs> I really like that album. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think it's just a moon. Moons have those dark and light faces. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the moon. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a flat earther over here. I think, you know, it's, you know, as it's as the sun and the, the gets in the way of the moon. Right. So I think that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. what it is. The, the whole lunar eclipse. Um, but that, you know, I, I am not, I'm not into astronomy. That'd have to be really like, how do you, I feel like the second moon would get in the way sometimes. I don't know. Obviously, you could line them up perfectly and that would work. But I don't know. It'd be funny if like the second moon was also reflecting some light. Like, no, look, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you totally look like you just dabbed just now, just so you know. Yeah, that kind of did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is this is wacky. That, But I don't know. Two moons, though. One light-ish. Yeah, because, oh, by the way, I did know that there was two moons because I know their names. It's the white lady and the blue child. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Because apparently one of the moons is blue-colored. Yeah. That's correct. I think. All right. Now I'm going to look it up. (laughs) I think it rings a very small, vague bell in my head. Just ding, ding, ding. Like that. As he looked it up. I did, yeah. I was right. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> you still have your lower card. Good job. Yeah, I was correct. Those are the names of the, of the two moons. And apparently there was a bug at one point where the two moons weren't showing in the sky. Did you know? Oh. Yeah, I think that was I did not know that. Yeah. I'll have to double check the, the time frame. But yeah, there was, a, there was a time frame where there was a supposedly. And now if we want to get really tenfold hatty, there's a Bug, right? <laughs> maybe unquote, maybe bug. something was happening, right? Maybe they were like, maybe some, maybe some, the moon went. Somewhere. Maybe, maybe, the maybe moon that is when the um, some other night warrior somewhere was having issues or something. Oh yeah, and so be. she was so busy dealing with them <laughs> that she was not in the sky anymore. She had to send us. another moon. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> The moon's on back order right now. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right. Are you, are you ready? Are you ready for this next part? Yeah, I've been, I've been stalling because <laughs> I know this, this part's crazy. Um, only because I went and actually looked at the, uh, the Chronicle and I, I don't know. I feel like someone added those in. I don't see it, but you no, know, Rather than I spoil it, let's let's dive in. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, it's there. Okay. <laughs> if you look at the, because I went look, I'll, I'll pull it up from my original notes because I sh- I should have copied it. Like the, but the original like tannish, light brown color. Yeah, sure that. Um, <laughs> the the ruins are they're, they're in there. Okay, anyways, like this is this is it's in there. I promise. I looked. <laughs> now. I invite you. Oh, he's going to look. See, we have to pull down Chronicles. <laughs> go look. But don't say anything yet. So we don't ruin it. OK, so now I invite you to go on a journey with me as he looks this up to realize that I'm right. 
This is where things get really good. Don't worry, Elune kind of kind of ties in. Kind of. So if you look at the very center of the cosmology map as Jin is now, we actually see a closed loop system between the Emerald Dream, reality, and the Shadowlands. Now, the other connect the other connect the other areas are all connected to each other. All of the, you know, arcane, order, light, void, like and even like the smaller ones, like they're all connected either between different streams or circles or bridges, whatever. All connected. But not these three. Yes, they kind of touch and overlap, but there's no active circle to try to connect them to the outer areas. Bridges, nothing. These three are only connected to each other. That's it. Also, the Emerald Dream and the Shadowlands don't have streams that go into each other. Only into reality. You would think that there that there should be some kind of long line from death to reality or life to reality, but there isn't. According to the Titans, again, this is a very Titan. You know, these these are our narratives, the cosmology, right? So, working a different one in Grimoire comes out in the summer, so we might get a different story. But for, as of now, this is what we have to work with. But according to Titans, it's a closed loop system. Did Loon go along with this? Did she fight against it? Maybe that's not, I mean, that's why she's not part of the Shadowlands anymore. We don't know. So Steve Denuser said every one of the cosmology forces, every one of those creatures are supposed to go to their own realms. But all of those systems are blocked off from this little closed loop between Emerald Dream, Reality, and Shadowlands. But we do see Light and Void attacking this particular system. Now, there's a question about if Loon is a part of building this closed loop system. Did she, or maybe even the Jailer, make a deal with the Void to bring balance? Or maybe even destroy the system? If Elune is broken, she may be fighting to gain control of her own life and find balance, and maybe even find balance in the system. Maybe. I mean, if she's important enough to have moons represent her in the cosmology chart, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe. But here's, here's where it really heats up. Now that you're looking, ideally, while I'm talking about this, you're looking at the middle of the cosmology map there. Oh, I've been staring at the whole thing. Close, <laughs> yeah. And the closed loop system between the Emerald Dream, Reality, and Shadowlands. And I'm going to say this, just to be honest, I did not notice this at first. Did you notice those runes surrounding this closed loop system? No. And for a second, I didn't even believe they were there. And then I just went and looked again. They're totally there. <laughs> They're totally there. And they're runes, as in jailer-type runes, as in domination magic. You know, the runic death magic that allows the wielder to control the souls of the dead. The domination magic that was used in prisons of all, in the Maw. But we also know that he knows how to weaponize this magic. And it very, very clearly seems to be surrounding this closed-loop system. So does this mean that this closed loop system between Emerald Dream, Shadowlands, and Reality has been imprisoned? As Savannah said, could this world actually literally be a prison? Because she said this world is a prison. <laughs> could it actually be imprisoned? Are these runes imprisoning this closed loop system? Is there even a chance that the Jailer imprisoned this closed loop system? And that's why he was in turn imprisoned and left in the maw. 
Maybe. <laughs> so I don't know if it was the jailer. Um, maybe he was the one. So okay. So this, okay, just say now, everybody. Here, give me a second. Let me put this hat back on. Tinfoil hat back on. Yep. Put this hat back on. So I have the first time I read through these notes, I was like, "This is." I don't know. Maybe maybe it wasn't sinking in or something. Maybe maybe Allie's excitement has me. Or actually, maybe it's really me staring at the cosmology chart that really did it. Because <laughs> I stared at it for five minutes while I was making those notes. I'm like, just there was, you know, bad words coming out of my mouth. I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking right now is the, I mean, if you kind of look at it, it looks like there's almost these like metallic bands running all around throughout the cosmology chart connecting and everything yeah. like that. They're all connected and everything. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And yeah, it does look like there is this imprisonment around the Shadowlands, the Emerald Dream, and reality. It, and so when you said, did the Jailer do this? It, in many ways, I feel like, no, maybe that was what his horrible sin was. As he tried to speak out against it. I don't know, because... Steve Denuser said that um, his he was imprisoned using this domination magic. And that's why he's so good at it now, is he's had so long to study it. He knows how it works, and that's why he's like, Mr. Chains, da-da-da-da-da. He's got the chains going everywhere. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This, this theory's got me like, I don't know. I'm, I'm wearing a tinfoil hat right now. Let's put it that way. This, is, this one's kind of nuts. <laughs> Literally wearing a tinfoil hat. So I... I feel as, I mean, and if you look at the runes, like the, if you look at the other uh, area of, um, but it's not for me, the order, order and arcane area, there mm-hmm. are some kind of rune looking things over there, but they're different kind of runes. They have a different flow to them. They don't look so evil, I guess you could say over yeah. there in the left, bottom left there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's not the runes that we've seen so many times. It's not the runes we've seen on Frostmourne. It's not the runes we've seen on the armor that Anduin's wearing right now. It's not the runes we've seen on different Morn Blades and Cross the Shadowlands, whatever. Mm hmm. Now I see why a tinfoil hat works to keep your food warm because, wow, that thing's hot. So I just, I feel as though Blizzard would be very purposeful about what they put in this cosmology chart. Oh yeah, something like and, this. I think they spent a long time right, like, discussing so this. So th- I think the runes are there for purpose and I think we're going to find out about it this expansion. Because how many times has there been questions about something going on and either someone from Blizzard or some other lore person's like, it's, it's right there in cosmology chart. Challenge shouldn't have been a, a surprise. It's right there in the cosmology chart. Like mm-hmm. these runes, they've been right there in this cosmology chart the whole time. Yeah. And honestly, I think that what all of these not so, you know, look away from the, from the, from the actual areas where it says like the fell, the light, the wild God and all that. And you see all these, like, it's like the structure of the whole thing where it ties it all together I think that's probably what they're going to say the first one set up. I think that structure of the universe is what they, they created and they set up. And I'm 
That's what I'm really interested in seeing more in both, hopefully, some 9-1 and Corthia, and then the one that I'm really looking forward to is obviously the uh, Grimora, the Shadowlands. Oh my goodness, so excited. Because, yeah, I, I want I really want to see what the, uh, you know, another perspective of this is, because, you know, this how long we've had this we have cosmology chart and we're still having crazy yeah. <laughs> lore drops with it. Well, because, correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't start really digging into the lore until Wrath, and then I didn't really start digging, digging, digging into the lore until, you know, maybe Legion or End of Wabi. Either way, back then, the cosmology chart wasn't necessarily considered to be as big of a deal, if I remember right. No, I think you're right. No, I don't. I mean, so I like I, I remember listening to like, you know, Lore Watch and, and you know, the other right. thing, and all that for a long time. And I don't remember them really going into it that much. No. Like a little bit, but not that much. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Because I, I think the hints weren't there. You know what I mean? Like in these later expansions, we keep getting these like hints saying like, seriously, it's been you've seen the answer's been there the whole time. You just right. didn't know what they're know what to make of it. And I think that's what it is. It's yeah. pretty crazy, really. Yeah. It's <laughs> I I do I definitely want to know more about this. And I think there might be something to this speculation here with these runes and whatnot in this closed loop system. However, looking at the closed loop system makes me struggle even more with wrapping my head around Shadowlands and Emerald Dream because for a while we were all talking about how the Emerald Dream is a pocket dimension of or you know connected or whatever to Ardenweald and that the trees are like on like opposite like seasons and connected and whatnot right but if you look at the cosmology chart they're not connected at all like the Emerald Dream goes in and out of reality Shadowlands goes in and out of reality but they don't connect to each other and so that makes me more confused about yeah. the whole thing. I, yeah, this this does. I don't know. Maybe if, I think if anything, if you're going to the only little, you know, pass you could give it. And maybe they, they did. And I'm not saying they did this on purpose, but the only little bit that I could say maybe they did this on purpose is. If this really is a this is how the Titans thought it was they didn't realize how connected the two realms were because they weren't there. That's possible. Entirely possible. Yeah. Were you there? Hmm? Were you there? Because <laughs> <laughs> they never traveled to the Shadowlands. I think they only were right. aware of it. That's a good point. Because as we know, I mean, this is a Titan cosmology map and we might get something com- completely different come this summer. So it's, uh, it, it's, really, it's, it's really interesting. And also kind of like to backtrack just for a second here, because I didn't add this. That's one of the reasons why people are wondering if a loon was once part of the Shadowlands, because if forces that die are supposed to go back to their realm, apparently the dragons are supposed to go to Emerald Dream, but a loon was able to steal Ysera's soul and take her to the Shadowlands. And some people consider that to be a reason why she is a part of the Shadowlands. But that, again, that goes into the whole thing that I can't quite wrap my head around. But yeah, that, that's yeah, that's really super interesting. I, I almost feel like I need to do some research to see like 
Well, let's look up some Greek mythology and see what the closest uh, like god or goddess is to um, the Winter Queen and see who her sister is. <laughs> and just That's a genius idea. Yeah, like I just want to, because obviously, like in my opinion, uh, this whole time the jailer is basically like, hey, look, it's Hades, you know, this guy. He's like, whoa, is my hair out? You know, that guy, it's Hades. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so... Honestly, we could probably see if we could, if there's any kind of like, you know, any kind of correlation at all. But yeah, I, I, I just want to see if there's anything that man, I could make of it. Cause I don't know. This, this whole expansion is like a huge, what is going on kind of thing. Cause it, it feels like right. almost like a huge reboot to me in many ways. I don't know. Not, not just like a we're, reboot, we're, but it's like the, the next installment. If you know. Yeah. We're, we're getting tons of new, not only are we getting new characters, but we're getting a new way to look at this universe that we've been a part of for quite some time now. So, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts you want to add to all of this or any of these speculations in general? Um, Honestly, for this one, like, and the reason why this is really fun to get into is because I really been kind of thinking about it and the Shadowlands really really feels like hey this is really really the next chapter you know what I mean like BFA was like the that was the end book to one of the it's like the end of Empire right we're moving into Jedi right is that kind of right. thing is what it feels like it really feels like we're in a whole new territory so uh, you can probably expect more of these crazy type episodes as we think of them <laughs> Well, especially, you know, if 91 comes out in like a month or so, depending on how long it's in the PATR. Right. That's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much new stuff. I mean, because you have to remember, like, when did we first learn about, you know, the Archon, the Winter Queen, you know, all of Maldraxxus, the Primus? This is this is all new. Like, like yeah. this, none, of, none of this is retelling of stories so i'm super and who knows yeah maybe this whole elune is the winter queen's sister has some some weird connotations let's put it that way so like it may it may lead to some crazy things and i and i yeah that's kind of where i'm at on all this stuff it's pretty nuts it's Uh, i'm gonna make sure to share the video the link to this video uh to you jen to make sure you can actually see it in context but also, I'm gonna put it on Twitter in case anyone wants to actually watch it because it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It is. At least it yeah. sounds that way. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's that's about it. I do want to give a big shout out again to Mud, the host of the show, Grats, for sending the email that sent us on this path of speculations. So if you, dear listener, have something you want us to discuss, you can email us at livelaughlorecast@gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. And maybe we'll pick it up and roll with it like we did this one. So thank you again, Mud. Seriously. It was crazy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I this this yeah, this episode's got me thinking in like really crazy directions, especially this last one. Like, I don't know. It's all loon stuff and particularly those runes in the system. Like that's just I don't know. The, it's, it's the runes for my orgasm. You know, it's just, it's just a thing. <laughs> it, <laughs> yep. 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 
I mean, it feels it feels almost obligated now. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, oh why don't we go ahead and go into a positive story? Yeah, let's do that. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. So a shout out to at Ryan Kohler 10 for sending me this story because it's pretty great. So animal control in North Carolina was called on a stray dog that kept sneaking into a Dollar General store. Now you may be thinking it's a stray dog. They're going for the food, their choice, but not this dog. He kept going directly to a very specific stuffed purple unicorn over and over. When a customer would open the door to leave, the dog would just sneak right in there and head straight for the unicorn. So it turns out this unicorn's from a new Disney movie that I know existed called Raya and the Last Dragon. And the dragon's name is Sisu, apparently. And so the dog was given the name Sisu and Animal Control got called. And well, here's the little follow-up story about all of this. All right, I've got a sweet story for you about man's best friend and his best friend, a stuffed unicorn. This is Sisu, who was picked up by Animal Control in North Carolina after he kept breaking into a local Dollar General store and trying to steal this stuffed purple unicorn. The Animal Control officer was so taken with him that she bought the toy for Sisu before taking him to the local shelter. They posted a picture of the pup with his best friend saying, this is what happens when you break into the Dollar General consistently. Now, the best news of all, as of yesterday afternoon, Sisu has a forever home and Dollar General says they'll be sending along a few extra purple unicorns to make Sisu's homecoming perfect. So now Sisu has a best friend and a family. So sweet. And whatever company produces Sisu just got a big boost today. Thanks to that adorable little picture. Yeah, it looks like loved on by a dog. Exactly. It looks like he's smiling in some of those pictures. Joe, thank you so much for that. It's Holy adorable. It's so cute. And then, so the pictures I put on, on Facebook and various social, social media to try to find this dog a home, every single one of them, he's all curled up with a unicorn, like, or is like sitting next to it, just the happiest dog ever, cutest thing ever. I couldn't, I could not share it. It was so good. <laughs> this is the cutest freaking story I've heard in a, in a long time. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to watch this whole thing and make sure I, I get the full context because dang, this is freaking adorable. You should, you should read, the, read the article. It actually went into more detail and everything, but it was it was long, so I thought I'd you know, sum it up. But it just it's so cute. I just think it's adorable. <laughs> I'm looking dog. at the picture now. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> he just absolutely loves this unicorn. It's the, the cutest. cutest it's a pretty good size. I mean, he's like a medium-sized dog, and the unicorn's pretty good size, but he's just... I guess uh, they were saying in this article that he would curl up with it once it got him to the shelter and whatnot and was trying to find him a home. He would curl up with that thing every single night and is adorable. The animal control person was thinking that maybe whatever he, home he came from before, maybe they had one of those and that's why he kept going for it. But it's a new movie, so I don't know. But <laughs> either way, it's adorable and I love this. And I love that Dollar General is actually chipping in a bunch of extra unicorns. <laughs> As well as some food and stuff. I think that's awesome. I didn't know there was a unicorn in Raya the Last Dragon. I haven't watched the movie yet. I knew it existed, though, because I keep looking on Disney Plus. They're like, you want to watch it? I was like, not yet. I'll I'll watch it eventually. (laughs) 
Well, apparently you're supposed to watch it, Jen. I apparently I'm supposed to. I mean, this is I want to see what's up with this unicorn now because this dog loves his unicorn. And this is the thing I've ever seen. Like seriously, like, like the third picture in the article is like, oh my god! They're like, oh, yeah. I love my unicorn. He's <laughs> just so happy with it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan, for sending this in. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I love it, and I didn't even see it yet until just now. So this is this is my reaction to this crazy video, <laughs> and I love it. This is fabulous. <laughs> see you. Yeah. Now I kind of want to watch that movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess we get out of here. I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty good. I suppose so. Now I really want to watch some Sisu. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to make a tinfoil hat. Like you have two. You. I need to have at least one. Yeah. It's like I can send you a video on how to do it. It's great. <laughs> it's literally just a pirate hat. <laughs> All those skull and crossbones on there. Seriously. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, Be kind and take care.